reignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edmundo. have a wonderful testimony today from our sister Violetta. Can you come up and give us testimony? Actually, this testimony is featured in the Wonder Double Weekend News magazine for next week just to give you an appetizer. Good morning. And my name is Violetta. I'm in the Psalms zone. For the past over a year now, I've been looking for a job. And Reverend Aso is a witness. He's always praying for me when I'm going for interviews, when I come back. But nothing has been happening. So during the fresh winds, um, activating angelic encounters, I was still praying for a job. And then during our heaven will answer, help from the hills. It's the same prayer that I've been praying. So on Tuesday, when we came for bishops, Concerts, birthday concerts. After the service, Bishop was prophesying. He said, Somebody is getting a job suddenly. And I received it. And the lady who brought me to church was also in church. So she received it for me. So she told me that, Violetta, this job day, I've received it for you. So on Tuesday, at, on, at dawn, Tuesday, Wednesday, dawn, around four, I usually wake up to pray. So when I woke up to pray, I couldn't even pray. I was just telling God that, Me, I'm tired of this whole job issues like there is nothing going on there's like i'm not seeing anything so you should do something so i didn't pray and i went back to sleep then i woke up at five and i saw a message from a family friend but i call her auntie she's the proprietor for learning skills international school both osu and adjuringano and i've been telling her about this job for a very long time but she always says oh something will come up something will come up so i saw a message from her that i should call her and when she sends a message it's usually family where i've not been coming to visit and all that so i didn't want to call but i called anyways then she said oh sorry i woke you up but i just was thinking about you and i had to talk to you then she asked me that she's going to create a director of admissions position in her school am i interested and i was like ah yes (laughs) then she asked me that um, what's my current salary? And I told her, he said, oh, I can do better. If you want the job, the job is yours. That is it. Just like that, suddenly, as Bishop said, somebody is getting a job suddenly. I believe that it was my angels that were activated who brought my help from the hills to put a burden on her heart to even think about creating a position in school just for me. I just want to say that I'm very grateful to God. And it's not because of anything. It's because when I wake up in the morning, I think about the house of God. And I come to the house of God and I work for Him. So He has blessed me. I just want to say thank you very much, Daddy, for the prayers. And thank you, Reverend Aso, for all the opportunities that you give us to pray. God bless you. Wow. Put your hands together. My God. 
your phone call is coming uh, and for somebody to not just be for a job if we are for a beloved as well because you have been praying to God for a beloved sometimes uh, you don't like that beloved receive it in the name of Jesus alright it's very powerful so we welcome Enam
Hallelujah. Especially when it is delivered by a person who is anointed to deliver the word of God. One day, Dr. Yonggi Cho joined the people who were in queues coming into the church. He disguised himself. Then at the back, he asked somebody, why are all of you going into the what, what, what is happening? Why, why are there so many people going to the church? The guy looked at him and said, Ah, are you the only stranger in town? And he said, Don't worry. When you go, he said, You wait till you hear our pastor preach. You will know why we are coming. Do you know why we are coming here? Then stand to your feet, ladies and gentlemen, as we welcome the man I call the Prince of Preachers, the Bishop, Edwin. Mother, 
excited to be in church today? Are you sure you are excited to be in church today? Then give a better hand clap unto the Lord. happy to be in church. Every day you come to church at three years to your age. It says a day in thy court is better than a thousand. So you exchange three wasted years. Just one word from the Lord can turn your entire life around. So may a word take you home in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Master Jesus, we thank you that your word will come to us today to heal, to deliver, and to guide. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may please be seated. I want to welcome you to church. And uh, if today is your first time, I have no doubt that you've already enjoyed the service. Good music, good atmosphere of worship. That is the house of God. And uh, for the few minutes we have left, I want to continue to share with you on reasons, more reasons why you must join to build the mega church. The mega church. It's very important that you join to build the mega church. I, I, I still don't remember whether it's a letter I read or a text message. Or somebody told me, but I, I, I suspect someone told me. He said he was invited to church. And when he got to the church and he saw a lot of people, he made up his mind he wasn't going to come back because the church is already full. This is just last week. I think as a young man, one of the shepherds. I was having, yes, yes, I interacted with a young man. So, I mean, I, I've not heard something like that before. I've not heard it before. So, it was a very interesting message that young man sent to me that it is possible to be in church and to have a mind that the church is like 
is full or there's nothing to do. You know, there's nothing to do with the church. And that is the reason why I'm sharing this message. I'm teaching this because you must join. You must join to build the house of God. The physical building, even though it's not very complete, it's generally done. You know, we have to fix our ceiling and do a few things. You know. But, and of course, somebody will air condition the church one of these days. Also. It's not too much to do. But, uh, the church has two different houses. There is a physical house and there is also a spiritual house. It is the spiritual house we will never finish building till we die. It's a, it is a great work. It's not a small thing. I mean, think of a church you are in. Someone like you, you are in that church. With, with, with your problems. With your issues. And think of thousands of people like you with your issues. There is a lot of work to be done. But we are building the church. Amen. Amen. I said we are building the church. And you must not sit back and just watch. You must join. God wants you to join. To do something. Join the singers. Join the ashes. Join the instrumentalists, the cleaners, the teachers. Don't be in the church unoccupied. That is why I like the memory verse we had for today. Not to neglect, is it today? Yes. Not to neglect the gift that is in thee. Because if you neglect it, you are neglecting your colorful destiny. There is something in you. Many, many years ago, about 32 years ago, I was also in church just like you. I would come with my friends and sit down. Did I have a Bible? I don't remember. I was an ordinary church member. But, excuse me to say, today I'm not an ordinary church member. Excuse me, Taflache. Taflache. I'm not ordinary. <laughs> yes. I was just attending church. Not knowing that I had gifts in me. Yeah, because as I stand, I, I'm, I'm a carrier of gifts. Yes. I never knew I had them. I ne- if I, it did not even occur to me. Gifts which would one day turn me into... I cannot say some things because we are in public. 
So as you sit here, as an ordinary young girl who just came to church, maybe today is even your first time, you do not have any idea what you are carrying. Now, one of the ways of stirring up the gift in you is to join to build the church. When you join to build the church, you discover latent abilities. Latent. Lying. Dormant. Which abilities in the, in the previous service Somebody said a testimony. She's a nurse. As she's a pastor in the church. And once a while, a nurse in a school. And once a while, she, you know, goes to the classrooms to give them some health talks. Hygiene. This type of two-by-four talks. But this time, the head of the school, I think, selected her to make a presentation it was some, I mean, some type of big gathering. This is an international school. Yes. No, I mean, very international school. Very international school. You know, there's international and there's international. Are you getting what I'm saying? Like, like, there's a local international and international international. Yeah. And she said, look, when she stood there, she had a few days or so to prepare. But, and there were many such presentations, apparently. When they finished and they were, you know, judging or adjudging the best presenter, the, the best seminar, it is this nurse whose presentation, which was also the largest attended, who was adjudged the best. You see, and it's not, it's not a miracle. You know, there are some testimonies which are miracles. But this is not a miracle. You see, what the people in the school did not know was that this lady, Onale Ness, Asomwa, she's a pastor in the church who ministers the word of God and speaks publicly and, you know, weekly, ministering and speaking. So when she was given the chance to present PowerPoint. I mean, somebody who can preach without PowerPoint now has got PowerPoint. I mean, you can imagine. <laughs> you know, so her involvement in, and obviously it will come with some two by four blessings. Yeah. So her involvement, and this is one of a thousand such stories. Many such stories. Her involvement in the church work had an impact on her personal, private, secular work. Because that is the plan of God for your life. The real plan of God for your life is to make you big and noticeable. Yes. Maybe it's not a word I've used before. But today I'm using it. Noticeable. When people see you and they pass, it means you are yet to meet the will of God for your life. People should stop and greet you. I mean, before you arrive at a place, your picture should have been there two years earlier. Your name should have been there a year earlier. Yes. 
You must be big. To be small is your beginning. To be small is your beginning. To be unknown is your beginning. To be insignificant is a part of your life, but it is for the beginning of your life. At the end of your life, you must be big and mighty and noticeable. Jesus said, you are the light of your area. Don't what Jesus Christ said. You are the light of your area. Sorry, you are the light of your community. He said, you are the light of your corner. Ah, what did he say? He said, you are the light of the what? Of the what? The world? Real world? Then your life has just begun. And you are going to be great. People will know you in Hong Kong. People will know you in Malaysia. People will be listening to you in Pakistan. One day I called for uh, uh, a breakdown of my um, podcast audience. Listenership. I couldn't believe it. Afghanistan. I'm telling you. Oman. Is there? You can, I'm not. Oman. Bahamas. Niger. Saudi Arabia. Yes. I'm not mentioning names. I'm, I'm, I'm not playing around. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not talking about America, London. Those, those ones are backyard. Yeah. Afghanistan. Pakistan. Your light must shine. If you are a businessman, you, you must be a worldwide brand. This type of area business. It is ending this year. You will be known in Lagos. In Lagos. You must be known. You must be big. Yeah, you must be. Big. I, you see, I'm not telling you. It's not. It's not a prophecy. It's not a, like when I say a bird must fly. I'm not prophesying. It will fly. You will be great. You will be mighty. That is why. You must, you see, the way to that might, the way to that greatness is through God lifting you up. There is no billboard in the world that can make you popular. Sorry for paying you. There is no radio announcement. There is no... You can, you can advertise your business on CNN. Nobody will mind you. Yes. 
except the Lord advertises you. He said, you are a city set on a hill. It means somebody has lifted you and put you on a high pedestal which cannot be hid. Is it there? It cannot. It can, why is it that we don't know you? Why is... No, I'm asking a question. We are all here. Who knows you? You have been hidden. A city. You are a city that cannot. But many of you know that you have been hidden. Nobody knows you. Because there is a channel... All this type of prophetic... And by the way, I'm sure you are aware that the, 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 the most powerful prophecy is the word of God. He says you have a more sure word. Peter says it. A more sure word. There's no prophecy as powerful as the scriptures. There is no prophet in the world who has a prophetic word for you that is more powerful than a scripture like this. He said... He said, we have a more sure word of prophecy. More sure. <laughs> I prefer to read this one than to listen to somebody tell me some stories. This is it. And such prophecies, you wage war. First Timothy 1.18 You wage war. You fight. The fact that there was a song years ago, those SU days, say, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. It's a lie. The fact that God has said it does not mean it will come to pass. A lot of things God has said never come to pass. Hey, but you don't read your Bible. A lot of things God Himself has said never come to pass. For something God has said to come to pass, you fight. You fight. That is why the Bible says that let God be true. Because your lifestyle can make God a liar. Let God be true. God is never true until you make him true. It is your life that makes God true. Your life can prove that God is a liar. And God is a liar to many people. Because when they observe your life, if this is Christianity, then I'll be a, I'll be a fetish priest. If this is Christianity, oh, please. God forbid. God forbid. May it never happen. He said, let God, let God be true. God can never be true until you make him true. Let him be true. Let him be real. Let his power be real. Let God be true. Yes, let every man be a liar. But you have a responsibility to let him be true. That what his word says, that I have not seen, nor ear heard, 
neither has it entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him may you enjoy I had not seen blessings let God be true There is nothing automatic about life. Nothing is automatic. Even the automatic car is not automatic. Yes. You are the one who thinks it's automatic, but they, they have worked inside. There are engines and wheels inside. The gears are changing. Only you are not the one changing it. The gears are changing. <laughs> there is nothing automatic. Even when somebody is nice to you, it's not automatic. Nobody owes you anything. God doesn't owe you a pregnancy. God owes you pregnancy. Nonsense. God doesn't owe you a baby. He doesn't owe you a husband. He owes you nothing. You must make God true. Show it. And that's why I love what Timothy says. By such fantastic prophecies, you fight. Right now, watch me, watch me. I'm fighting. By preaching to you, I'm fighting. You can even see that it's like I'm coming to beat you. (laughs) Yes, I'm fighting. And God's word... God's promises are coming true every day. So true. Let God be true. Let God be true. Who says that a marriage that has come to stand here, that God has blessed, should not be a happy marriage? Why should it be a happy marriage? It must be a happy marriage. But you have chosen to, to, to make God a liar by fornicating before the wedding. So by, by that intercourse, you have jettisoned respect and honor out of the marriage. So even fights that Azuma hasn't fought before. I've told you. I've told you. That I saw a picture. One pastor sent me a picture. Haven't I told you? I, I don't. I woke up to many phone calls. I've told you, I've told you, you know, that's right. Many phone calls. So I was alarmed. But it was around four, five something. So I took the, my phone and checked my WhatsApp. And this same pastor, who had called me many times, had sent a picture. When I opened the picture, his face. Scars, swellings, mouth, one side big. So I called him instantly. My first question was, how did they enter? How did they enter? You've heard a story. He said, what? He said, Bishop, what? I said, where are you? Are you at the police station? He said, no. I'm at home. Home? Armed robbers have broken into your house to do this to you at home. He said, Bishop, what is happening? I said, but how? What happened to you? This is just 
I was going to ask the 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 the, 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 the. <laughs> Let me move away and come to the side. God. But sometimes you can make a mistake. You can easily as you are preaching, you can easily make a mistake and ask somebody a question. Then. It's about six months or so ago. He said, "So I'm robbers." So who did this to you? Said, my wife. I cannot show you the picture because you know who the person is. And one of them is here. Either the man or the wife is here. So as I'm speaking, the person can hear what I'm saying. But the person is laughing, so you will know that. Is this a You will know. And I'm saying that you may think I'm, you think it's only men who beat women. She beat her husband to pulp, pulp, blood swelling, her mouth. And your mother's house. <laughs> At least one of them is here. Listening to me. But you will know. You will never know. You don't know who is sitting by you. Yeah, and it's not this one. It's not, she's not the one. She's not the, I'm telling you, she's not the one. Yes. About you, I'll tell. I'm not afraid of you. And, and you won't believe. If I say that this is the person, eh, you say, ah, how? Bishop. Find some better preaching stories to tell. Why? Is it the will of God? Is it the, I mean, if I am in a house where my mother does this to my father, I may be a homosexual. Oh, yes. This cannot... I, So, because of you, you've taken the appetite for marriage, a man and a woman, out of your son. Let God be true. Let his word that marriage is honorable, let it be true. Because it can easily not be true. I can easily not preach this message. You, you guys, you, you, you make me say things that are not very appropriate. But, but maybe there's somebody here listening to me. I'm saying to you that uh, sometimes I feel the anointing, a prophetic anointing, and I call for somebody. No, nobody comes. If you sit here, you may think what I'm saying is true. Most of the time, when I leave here, they come to see me. So you may think, oh, that the guy is, is, is not, he's not, in fact, in fact, on a sharp. You can let God be a liar by your lifestyle, by how you've chosen to relate with your husband. As a pastor in the church, you can make God a liar in the eyes of this man. By what you are doing to your wife, by what you are doing to your son, by how you are relating your, in, your, in your relationship, by how you are working. 
Yes, that, that I employed you in a company and you say you are a lighthouse member. By the way you are working, you can actually make a Christian a useless person. I prefer to, to, to employ a Muslim than to employ a Christian. You can let God be a liar. I'm speaking like a fool to you. Listen to, to foolish talking. So, so when you see a pastor like me preaching, you may, and also preaching about the church, working for God, serving God, you may think that because I'm not employed, because I'm a pastor, because it's almost like it's possible I don't have any education. That's why I'm preaching strongly about serving God. But we are in the church. We are in the church because there is, you see, you can tell a person's intelligence by how the person readily does something for others. People who are not intelligent do things for themselves. No, you, no listen, you can measure a man's or a woman's in, intelligence by how the person lives that, the life, like, as I'm standing here today in front of you, I've got enough problems to, to keep me at home. Today especially. But I'm standing here preaching as if I am devoid of issues. But I'm not devoid of issues. <laughs> I'm not. But you can tell how... In, I'm not talking about... You see, intelligence is not passing having grade 1 or grade A or 8As or being a doctor or being a lawyer. My grandmother was never... She didn't go to school. She was more intelligent than her grandchildren who were doctors. She would ask about, are you not the one who went to university? him? How come I'm the one teaching you this? And you're bright. <laughs> you're, she said, you're not bright. Fishmonger. Very intelligent. She will see through you before you speak. Her understanding was high. I'm not talking about, about being a doctor. Carpenters are intelligent. Fishermen are intelligent. I'm saying that a measure of a man's intelligence is how the person thinks of others. When your intelligence is as low as a goat, it's just your life. You and your children. You and your two children, Billy Rubin and Billy Verdon. That's all. But people who are intelligent, he can even give 75% of his wealth to people in Africa. They should just shop it. You are looking at an intelligent man. Not because I'm an engineer, but because in spite of my problems, I'm standing here speaking to you and blessing you. Are you not being blessed by this message? You are joking. You to show you are intelligent. Don't make us feel that you are an idiot. It's not about the car you are driving. Anybody can drive that car. Especially since it's even alone. Show your intelligence by, by visiting somebody who is not your wife, who is not your beloved, who is not your business partner, but an ordinary church member, but you are going to visit the person to establish him in the faith. Show that you are intelligent. Because, because 
That is the real life. <laughs> the real life is the life you live for others. And especially if you are a Christian, he said, let this mind be in you. If you are a Christian, this, this is the mind. The mind, the mind that should be in you is, what, is the mind I'm sharing with you. Which was in Christ Jesus. This is what made Christ Christ. Without this mind, Christ would have been an ordinary person in heaven. Wherefore, God has given him a name. That is above every name. It means Jesus didn't have that name, that powerful name at the beginning. He did something to receive. So wherefore, God has highly exalted him. It is after doing something. You see, Jesus had a certain mind. It is that mind, the, 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 the offshoot of that way of thinking, that made him powerful. And what is that mind? That's in Philippians 2, verse 4. Verse 4. Look not. Verse 3. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory. But in lowliness of mind, let it esteem other better. If people are going to marry, spend six months learning only this verse, there will be no fight in the marriage. This alone, this, this, this dissolves every conflict. That I see you as somebody who is better. That, 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 that my wife deserves more happiness than I deserve. More respect. If everybody thinks about life this way, we will even fight. The fight, our fight will be who should put himself down. Like a fight or a quarrel that uh, ensued between uh, a brother and a sister. This is a, a, a Papa Higgins story. He went to preach somewhere and when he finished preaching, he preached about there's a healing service for this. But he, he didn't pray for the sick till the last day. But the second night or so, he preached about forgiveness and love. And a woman who had from, come from another state, who was, par, par, I mean, she was, she was not working well, some paralytic, it's an old it's a story I read long ago. She was in the meeting. And the, the healing service was the last day. But this was the second night or the first night. I think the first night. And he preached about love and forgiveness. So the woman went home and she had not spoken to her brother. You know this type of sibling nonsense where uh, uh, brothers and sisters don't talk. It happens everywhere. She and her brother had not spoken for years. So when she went to the meeting and the, the prophet spoke, she took it as a prophetic word and went back to her hotel. Because remember, she was not in the state. She was living somewhere. And so she came to live in a hotel to attend the conference. Then she made, a, in the book, a long-distance call, out-of-state call, to her brother. And began to apologize. That I'm sorry for this. And the brother also began to apologize. So at a point, they were quarreling about who's, who has done it. So I am wrong. I, I, no, no you, are not, you are not the one. I said, I'll beat you. I'm, I'm the one who is wrong. No, you are, you are, I'm wrong. No, 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 no. You are right. It's, it's not the opposite of what we see today. Esteeming each other. But what, what do we do? We sit in our houses with selfishness. Selfishness. What you feel must happen is what must happen. Yeah. 
If you don't, there are children here, so I can't preach properly. Let each other esteem. Verse 4 said, Look not every man on his own things, but every man, every, not pastors, not shepherds, every man, every man. Not shepherds, every Christian should think this way. Also, that's why I'm here today. This service I'm having is an also service. Because ideally I shouldn't be here. Oh yes. But this is part of my also. That I'm not the only one with problems. You also have problems. And a time comes I must put aside my problems and also attend to someone who also has problems. That is how David eventually found what he was looking for. His things had been stolen. He was looking for his things. On his way, he saw an Egyptian boy who was hungry and dying. He put his problems aside and attended to this boy, gave him food to eat in the bush. When the boy woke up, he asked them, where are you going? So we, our things have been stolen. And the guy asked, was there a red iPad among the things? He said, yes. He said, I know what the things are. I was with them. He asked the question, verse 48, was there a red iPad <laughs> among the things? David said, yes. There was a red iPad with a black laptop. The boy said, I know. The boy who was dying took them to the place where they would run there, find everything and everybody who had been kidnapped. Listen. The lesson is that sometimes you must pause and stop caring for yourself to care for someone because the care you must give yourself is inside the care you must give to somebody else. That's why I'm here preaching to you. But if you are a goat, you won't understand things this way. Goats don't understand. Goats only understand that me and my children, I need grass. Give me grass. <laughs> I hope there's no goat here. I hope there's no selfish. The woman and the man, the man who are standing here speaking Hebrew and Greek with the baby standing, those who came to do their dedication. I hope they are not goats. I hope they are not goats. I hope that the woman carrying the baby would also think of somebody else's baby. That sometimes she will go outside and go to the eye church and look for babies from Oyarefa and buy some whatever you buy. Yeah, it's not only your baby that needs milk. Other babies need milk. Don't be a goat. Problems, we have them. Sorry, I didn't preach the message today because my time is up. But I've preached. They are not, they are not finishing the curriculum. Don't be a goat. Don't be a cow. Don't be a dog. Dogs only know their puppies. Human beings are supposed to know their puppies and other people's puppies. I have finished preaching, actually. I finished preaching. Don't be a goat. Don't be a cow. Some of you, the dog in your house is more intelligent than you. Yes, your dog should be in the bedroom and you should be in the kennel. 
Because you are the dog and that dog is more... I have seen dogs with puppies caring for a, the kittens of a cat. There's a picture. A dog which has given birth to puppies. As the puppies are feeding, among the puppies is a kitten. Is that, is that, is, is that the right English? A, cow, a, a, a cat's baby is what? Yeah. A kitten also breastfeeding. Part of the kitten will die from the milk from antigen, antibody, a, 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 mismatch or what but the dog is feeding a cat you can never care for anybody's life your life is with your children two children the firstborn boy with a big head and the girl who cannot do maths all your life is for the three children i think we should stand up because the time is up i'm telling you that the time is up you won't believe me the time is up i am telling the time is up you, 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 you don't want to stand up. <laughs> Be very careful. Join. Maybe that, that if you want to write something, it's, it's, it's a, join us to build the mega church so that you will not be selfish. Because you can add, selfish, it's only cows and cats and dogs which are selfish. Human beings must do Philippians 2 4. You don't think only of yourself, your problems, your accommodation, your education, your health. Even when you are sick, you must give, you must buy medicine for somebody else. That's what makes you a Christian. And he said that, let this mind, this mind, that you've got menstrual pains, but you are still singing to us to clap. Let this mind, where life is not all about you. Where life is not all about you and your husband and you and your children and you and your life and you and your little life. But also, there is another group called others. That's why we join. Even when we don't have money, we walk to visit its members. Oh, and I will tell you, sorry, I forgot to tell you, our lives are getting better. Because there's no man, living or dead, who has been able to concentrate on his problems to solve them. Except the Lord solves them for you. You labor in vain. Our lives have become better. We have problems like I have problems. But I'm enjoying this life. Where for 40 minutes I can put aside my problems to talk to you, to read the verse and share with you. It's a far higher life than you Concentrating only on your problem. And the more you, 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 you try, the, the worse it gets. And you see church members roaming, roaming pastor to pastor, from church to church, all night to prophet, all here, church chasing. Because it's like you are looking, for, you will never, nobody has found what they are looking for. <laughs> Anything, you ask, I will give you a, a, your friend is saying, no. Uh, a little assignment. Find rich people, people who have made it, and ask them how they got to where they are. Hundred out of hundred, nobody set out to be greater, to be rich. It just happened. People with PhD are billionaires. People without education are billionaires. People who continued going to school are billionaires. People who stopped and dropped out of school are billionaires. There's no formula. 
accept the Lord. You want a man to marry you? Accept the Lord. Accept the Lord. That's why we serve him. That is why I recently discovered that my wife has a husband. I, I had forgotten that she has a husband. As I was analyzing her, then I realized that that is how she got a husband. Yes. My wife has a husband. <laughs> ah, yes. Be confused. Because you, your, your intelligence is not too high. <laughs> she was a student. Poor mother. No money, nothing for now. She was wearing her mother's slippers and skirt and wearing scarf and whatever. Problems. Issues. Issues. To see your own father, you must weep before you see him. Issues. But in the midst of it, she was reaching out. She was winning souls. She was sharing the gospel. In the midst, I'm teaching, what do you think I'm doing? In the midst of her problem, she was winning souls. In the middle, wearing scar. Those days, there was Jerry Kells. When Woodies and Car Wash, she wore none of them. None of the above. No money. But she still held the Bible and would speak to anyone she met about Jesus. And as she was going around speaking to people, she met me and talked to me about Jesus. And so when it was time to marry, I said, ah, that's Charlie. Open her. I mean, you have what a proper woman. It's not this type of ties and hair which is false. They go, they go, they go home, they just remove, they just do this. A boy is in the house. Two boys. They just do this. Hey! hey. One husband almost called his wife Kwame. <laughs> Shia. Sorry for saying Shia. That is how my wife got a husband. Do you know what it takes to have a husband like me? Look at me. Going to marry some man with oblong head, some bizarre thinking. Because your life is all about you. You want a husband, so you are bleaching your face. You want to attract a man, so you are wearing high heels. Meanwhile, you are a motia, but when we see you, you are like King Kong. It is in the house that we see. We have to look down carefully to find you. It's not all about you. You are not important. Why am I preaching today? Because I am not important. It can be that I'm the center of attraction. Others also. Also, 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 you've come to church in your brand new car. Some people need to be bus. Can you give us a little 10 CDs a week to bus people to church? Also, thou cow. You see us, and that is why we have made God a liar. No, people, today's Christian. People don't even want to employ Christians. 
Christians. They don't want to become Christians. Because there is nothing about you that is attractive. I mean, what about you makes some... Like, I, I receive letters, people say, because of you, I want to be a pastor. Oh, yes. I can, I can show you letters. I have a desire to serve God. I mean, what about you makes somebody want to come to church? Because your life is all about yourself. And have you noticed? This is just a social, a social finding. Women who are not self-conscious are more beautiful than those who are self-conscious. Women who are themselves, I mean, smiling. I'm not aware. <laughs> How are you? It's great. They are, they are nicer than those with curly hair, crumpled face. It's like always checking on themselves. When they are walking, they must walk in a straight No, no. Some, they just, they just walk. They just walk. They just walk. They're just moving. It's even it's, 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 that type of walking that says the buttocks more. It makes this go, go up and down more. It, those ones which are calculated, everything is tight. But those who are just free going, it's just. You don't like my message, but you said I should continue preaching. So stand up and let's close. Please stand up and let's close. You are making me say things. We are in church. A pastor, a real pastor, shouldn't say the things I'm saying. But because of the pressure you are putting on me, that's why I'm saying. So stand up. You go. Okay, I'm going home. Get up and let's go home. Hey, Nana, come and lead worship and let's. They don't want to go home. Why, why don't they want to go home? Too nice. What is nice? The preaching. It's nice. Me, I'm standing because. I'm calling you a cow. Yes. Goats, kitten, they're all nice. <laughs> Stand to your feet and let's close. Next week, we shall continue. Yes. I was going to say that put up two four. That is very good. Let's all read. One go. Philippians chapter two, verse four. Again, one go. Oh, okay, say Philippians two four. One go. Okay. Again, again. No, start. Philippians 2 4. Yes. Look not every man unto the own things, but every man also unto the things of others. Clap your hands for Jesus. Next week, for instance, next week, we are having sit by your soul. Yes, because somebody also must come to church. Who will never come till you invite a person? So next week, show your intelligence by bringing someone to sit by you. Next week, we are not wearing tie and all this. Next week is if ye are Yes, if ye are Next week, what you wear in the kitchen, bring it to church once a year. Yeah. But not those short, short dresses you wear in the house, please. Boys are bread. Don't come and disturb us. Next week is if you are tired. So you won't bring. 
Do you wear this at home? Do you wear this at home? No. Next week, t-shirt, singlet, chalewater. I may easily wear chalewater next week to preach. It can easily happen. I'm wearing chalewater. Yeah, if you are tired, not dressed down. As if you are tired. So you can wear shorts. You can wear shorts. That's what, only next week. So next week, because it's if you are tired, there's no makeup. We don't do makeup next week. If you, unless, unless you do makeup at home. No, but, but I've seen some three ladies. If they don't treat makeup, honestly, there'll be a problem. So the three of you see me in my office, I'll give you your treat. But the rest of you, <laughs> or oh, I should allow. Should I allow makeup? I mean, let's do some natural next week. But there are three ladies. Two are on this side. This and one is over there. You can even come to the front. I can pray for you. So next week, we are dressing down. But I'm telling you that if you don't bring someone to church, then wear a seat. I'm telling you. Then wear. Like Dennis, next week, if you don't bring anybody to church, just wear this. I saw Sunday there. I mean, if you wear, if you are tired, it means you are deceiving us. Don't try. If you are not bringing anybody, you can put clay on your... Uh, on your <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> clay, clay on your face. Don't, don't wear fiatar if, if you are not bringing someone to church. And that person is not coming to church only next week Sunday. It's your soul for the year. It's not like bring the person to church and go away. So if you know you are not bringing anybody, then please wear your tie. And it's, this tie is not a small tie. Buy with pounds. Next week is Ifye Atadier. T-shirt, this type of miniskirt. Try it and see. Will you think of someone next week? Or it's still about you? It's all about you. Nobody matters. Or you think about somebody next week? You'll bring someone to church to enjoy the choir, enjoy the word. I, well, because it's next, we are, we are bringing visitors. Reverend Asso will preach. Because my preaching is not good for visitors. They may easily not come again. So, clap your hands for Reverend Asso. He's the preacher for next week. I'll be here. I'll be here. But if I preach, they will come again. Yes. Or oh, you think they will come again? They will come again? Are you sure? How many of you think I should preach next week? Okay. How many of you think that it will be too much? At least first time as there, somebody else should preach and then I will do next two weeks. Yes. One. Two. Your mouth, your mouth, <laughs> your mouth, your mouth like one. 
Can you close your eyes and just thank God for the privilege to live for someone else? Our problems never get solved without another one coming. One is solved and the next one is coming. Thank God that you have the privilege in the midst of your poverty, in the midst of your depression, in the midst of your situation, in the midst of your work crisis, you still think of someone else. That's what makes you a higher animal, not a lower animal. Lift your hands and just stand. It's a privilege. It's a privilege that intelligent people who are not even Christians know. They, they, they help others. You are not the center of attraction. Tell the Lord, Father, next week, let my light shine on someone for a change. Paris says, there should be people sitting amongst you who are your souls. For once, somebody else needs to hear the gospel. Needs to experience change. Once. Once. And it's not too much. Thank you. It's not too much. It's not too much. We thank you, Father. We are grateful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please close your eyes. Please close your eyes and bow your heads. If you, are, if you are here today and you are not born again, I mean, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. You are not born again. That's a very dangerous way to live. Anything can happen to you. I mean, anything. You are like a stray dog. But right now, I want to give you the chance to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Pastor, I'm not a thief. I'm not an armed robber. I'm not a drunkard. I'm not a womanizer. But I, I also feel that I don't have Jesus in my life as my personal savior. Pastor, please, just pray for me. I want to receive Jesus today in church. As every eye is closed and every head is bowed. If you are here like that, please lift your hand. I want to pray for you. Every eye closed. Yes, yes. Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again. I want to know Jesus. That's all. That's all. Pray for me, Pastor. Lift your hand. I want to pray for you right now. Lift your hand. Pastor, I need Jesus. Yes, I see you. Lift it high above your head. Above your head. Pastor, I need Jesus. Pastor, I want to be born again. Pastor, please pray with me. I need Jesus. Thank you. If your hand is lifted up, keep it up. Keep your hand up. And come down here. Take your Bible and your bag and come to me here. I want to pray for you here. Come to me here. Come. Put your hand up. Yes. Come. I'm praying with you here. It's very important you arrive here. Thank you. Sing it, my dear. Lift your two hands.
this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I've come to you today. I realize I am a sinner. I've done many bad things. I've gone far from you. But today I'm coming back. I've heard your word. I want to give myself to you. Please receive me. Please wash me. And today, make me your child. Please write my name in the book of life. From today, this is my home. You are my master. You are my Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. What a blessing. What a blessing. For listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.